From COK Studios in Robin Young's yard, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the recent government shutdown and what can be done to fix the tension in Washington. We'll also consider some of your questions in a special Ask Alex edition of Consider Your Health. And we'll consider why she had to go. I don't know. She wouldn't say. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Rolling Stones, currently gearing up for their 2018 Worldwide Arm Sinews and Turkey Neck Tour. For exorbitantly expensive tickets, visit rollingstones.com. And Ball Gags Etc., your favorite S&M superstore. Come in today for the special Donald Trump Presidential Pea Play Package and get 10% off your rubber sheets. Ball gags, etc. The safe word is savings. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The U.S. government shut down at midnight last Friday after Republicans and Democrats in the Senate were unable to come to an agreement on a spending bill. It was the first government shutdown since 2013, And it's even more upsetting than the last one, since the GOP controls both houses of Congress and the presidency. While both parties were able to come to an agreement to fund the government with a stopgap measure until February 8th, there is still the possibility of another shutdown in a couple of weeks. Democrats are seeking a grant of legal status to those protected under the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which is something the Republicans and President Trump have been unwilling to do. The work on ending the shutdown began over the weekend with a group of 20 senators who were committed to finding common ground. It was encouraging to see that there are legislators on both sides of the aisle willing to work together, but in the current political climate, that's becoming exceedingly rare. Even though this shutdown was brief, the fact that it happened at all speaks to the dysfunction of the U.S. government and the unclear policies of the Trump administration. I investigated who is to blame for the shutdown and how partisan fighting can be fixed going forward. In the halls of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. over the past 48 hours, there has been a flurry of activity as senators and congressional leaders meet to try to find compromises to get the government funded. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham voted down the Republican bill on Friday and was one of the GOP senators who worked with Democrats on a compromise. Oh, we're working like busy little beavers to try and get the government up and running again. I just hate the idea of little kids not being able to visit our nation's many majestic national parks. No, no, that won't do at all. Senator Graham says that the time has come for compromise to stop being a dirty word in Washington. Oh, my stars and garters, it is such a mess right now. Our government is just about as useful as tits on a boa. We can't let hurt feelings get in the way of our jobs. No, ma'am. How bad is it? Oh, it's as bad as I've ever seen it. We can't even decide on what to have for lunch, let alone a government spending bill. It's so sad. I overheard a conversation between two senators on Sunday at the Capitol that confirmed exactly what Senator Graham was saying. So we're good with Chinese food for lunch. Chinese? Are you kidding? What's the problem? I told you I won't eat any food from an enemy country. Oh, jeez. What about barbecue? Uh, only if you can guarantee that I get some red beans and rice with it. Last time a dog got eaten before I got there and I got stuck with the coleslaw. So? Coleslaw's good. 
I'll try and save you some beans and rice, but I can't guarantee it. Can you guarantee me some tater babies? Tater babies? Those are too expensive for the group we have. We're not made of money. No go. How about pizza then? I told you I don't want ethnic food. Come on, it's pizza. Fine. Only if we get pineapple. Oh, no. I promise it won't touch your pizza. If one piece of pineapple touches my pizza, I'm going to lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like the president is joining us. Scratch the pizza. He won't eat it. What if we eat it with knives and forks? Well, maybe. Well, I'm not eating any more chicken nuggets or burnt steak. I won't do it. Ugh. No lunch for anyone, then. The argument continued behind closed doors after that, but it is indicative of how government functions now. Oh, they've argued about what to have for lunch for two days. I just left after a while because it was exhausting. It's a good thing I keep peanut M&Ms in my purse. I mean, briefcase. The state of the government is still very tense and hostile, despite the work of a few who were able to temporarily avert the shutdown. From Washington, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. Our own Alex Truman is here to take some listener questions in the special Ask Alex edition. Thanks for being here, Alex. My pleasure, Cutter. Seems like there's a lot of health concerns right now. Indeed there are. From chip funding to medical marijuana, people are dealing with a variety of health-related issues. Well, let's just get right into the listener questions then. By all means. Our first question is from Joe in Logan, Utah. Hello, Joe. Hi, Alex and Connor. My question is about the guy who had the do not resuscitate tattoo. Is having a tattoo like that, like, legally binding? Well, Joe, people's end-of-life wishes are a source of fierce debate. In the U.S., the standard way to tell doctors you want to be allowed to die is to sign an official form saying you don't want to be resuscitated. That means, among other things, you don't want doctors to do CPR or use a ventilator to keep you alive if you stop breathing. This man took it a step further and had the order and his signature tattooed on his chest. Did it work? Well, the hospital staff was definitely thrown off by the tattoo, but ultimately they honored his wishes and allowed him to die. Many times doctors err on the side of keeping people alive, but that could often be counter to what a person wants. I'm just asking because I don't want any tubes or hoses sticking out of me. Just let me go, man. I was thinking about getting a tattoo like that. It might not be a bad idea if you feel that strongly about it. I know I do. My medic alert bracelet, anklet, and necklace have my do not resuscitate order on them because I refuse to risk infection from a dirty tattoo needle. You can also carry a copy of your medical forms with you if you don't want to get tattooed. I carry mine in my fanny pack at all times. Cool. Oh, by the way, are those Tide Pods really poisonous? No, absolutely. It's detergent. Do not, I repeat, do not eat them. She says they're poisonous. Yeah, yeah, don't eat it. I kind of thought so, and that's what made me think about that whole do not resuscitate tattoo. I'm glad you're thinking about your end-of-life wishes, but please don't poison yourself with Tide Pods. I won't. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Joe. Our next question is an email from Donna in Houston. 
Dear Alex, I read somewhere that saunas are really good for your health. Is that true? Yes, saunas are very beneficial. I can't use them because of my eczema and severe steam allergy, but a report from Finland found an association between regular sauna use and a lower risk of high blood pressure and a lower risk of dementia. And saunas also seem to improve the function of the blood vessels. Well, that's cool. If you have a sauna, I say use it. Uh, Donna also asks, P.S., are those Tide Pods really poisonous? They just look so delicious. Oh, God, yes! They are poisonous to ingest. I cannot stress this enough. They are not candy. They are a product to wash your clothes. Good Lord, what, what is wrong with people? Our final question is a call from Marty. I don't think you're going to like it. Hello, Marty. Hey, maybe you already covered this, but what would really happen if I ate one of those Tide Pods? Oh my god! You will poison yourself. Period. Really? I can't believe that. My friend Joe just called and said that you said not to do it, but she's going to pay me like $200 to eat one. If you eat a Tide Pod, the detergent will burn your throat and stomach, and you will probably vomit. It could also end up burning your lungs. It probably won't kill you, but it is absolutely not worth any amount of money. Oh. What about Pine Sol? No. Uh, Windex? No. Hmm. Well, oh, what about one of those 2,000 flush blue disc things for your toilet? I bet those are okay, right? I mean, they smell like wintergreen lifesavers. No! What if I just lick it real quick? Cleaning products are all poisonous, even the all-natural ones. Just don't eat or drink anything that isn't food. But I really need that $200. How about if I dilute some Drano in a little milk? Oh, God. How about you just get a job and make $200? Uh, that's what my mom said. There's got to be something around here I can eat for $200. Yeah, real food. I think we're done here. That is appalling. God help us. Well, thanks for coming by, Alex. Oh, you're welcome. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate every win, even the small ones. Our first Big Little Win comes from Anna Holt in Philadelphia, who sang all of Bad Romance at karaoke this weekend without once looking at the lyrics on the TV screen. Your friends were really impressed, especially since they don't know you spent over 10 hours practicing the song before Hannah's birthday so you could make Jake jealous. I guess they know now. Sorry. Kudos to Sarah Swenson in Tempe, Arizona, who correctly identified actor David Dedman in the movie Logan Lucky. Your friends were like, I know that guy, but from where? But you were the only one who knew that he played Roy, Pam's old boyfriend on The Office. And that's a big little win in our book. If you or someone you know has a big little win, share it with us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter, at Consider Our Know. If you'd like to donate to Consider Our Knowledge, go to our webpage and click the Support COK button. You can make a 5 or $10 monthly donation via Patreon. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. We'll soon be coming to Spotify as well. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
Well, fine, I'll do it again. I'm still laughing. It's a good thing I keep Eminem and M and M and M's and M and M and M's. M and M's and M. I keep three M's. M and M's and Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs>